0: G'day and welcome to Rally Sport Magazine's special stage podcast. This week's guest is Daniel Gonzalez. Daniel is one of the most passionate rallying people that I know, and over the past 18 months has learnt so much about rallying aboard his Skoda Fabia R5. Daniel has a chance to clinch the West Australian title this weekend, and alongside that we talk about next year and what the future might hold for this passionate rallying man. Welcome along to Daniel Gonzalez. He's a newcomer to rallying, and it's probably been eighteen months, I think, off the top of my head, Daniel. That I've known you, but I appreciate you taking some time out to have a chat. Firstly, how are you?
1: Very well, thank you. Thanks uh, for reaching out, and I'm really looking forward to uh, having a catch up with you, and and really appreciate what you're doing as well with all the the efforts that you're putting in and all the the podcasts where being treated with enjoying as well. So really appreciate that.
0: Thanks for your kind words. It sort of came out of nowhere in 2022, from my point of view. I met you at the Forest Rally uh, last year, so that's 2022. What sort of motorsport had you done before then, or were you just going straight into rallying as a as a motorsport newcomer?
1: Yeah, so my introduction to motorsport, obviously, always growing up with the um, motorsport bug, as, as as far as I can remember, as a three year old, and I uh, I remember putting a an old. Porsche on my wall so I was already uh, an absolute uh, motorsport fiend from a very early age and then I remember I was lucky enough that I I spent the first five years of my life in in Australia having been born in Sydney and then my parents re-migrated to Uruguay but um, Mm -hmm. I remember just sitting in front of the TV on a Sunday watching Peter Brock full of ketchup and hot dogs all by myself. Yeah. And uh, my parents is looking at me going, who is this kid? Who's he? You know, <laughs> what, what is this? What is going on? You know, it's, um, yeah. yeah. So from a very early age, um, just completely drawn to, to motorsport.
0: Mm, mm. And then what was it that brought you to rallying? So I know gravel uh, rallying is, I guess, a completely different thing to, to Peter Brock and the yeah. watching him on a Sunday afternoon.
1: So growing up. Other than just having that um, the dream of being able to do something like this when I grew up, I mean it was well beyond what we could have ever dreamt of actually doing. So, mm-hmm. having uh, grown up in Uruguay, uh, we we grew up watching rallying in Uruguay, which we mm-hmm. had a. Um, a four-time world champion group and driver, which was Gustavo Trelles, which, of mm-hmm. course, he was a celebrity yeah. uh, growing up. And, and on, on top of that, obviously, the events that he was doing, we, we uh, got to watch um, Carlos Sainz and Colin McRae mm-hmm. era. So all of that, we were, um, you know, Trejes was just a massive, massive figure in our country. And, of course, we were all part of that journey and and, uh, and grew up watching rallying at that time. And then, of course, as we um, then became an adult and mm. having moved to Australia, and that motorsport and, and the uh, the buzz for cars was just huge. I remember my the first thing I ever bought in Australia was a, a Hot Fours magazine, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> possibly at the airport. <laughs> oh my god, it was crazy! I was we were sixteen when I when we came to Australia again, and at that time I was a, a runner, so I was on a scholarship to to sprint. For a school and, um, yep. and and already landing here, my my fascination for cars and um, you know everything to do with with motorsport was huge. So um, as a as a much more mature person, uh, when I finally was able to to get my dream car, which of course was a was a Porsche uh, and it was a gd 3 I, I found myself in a position where I had to learn how to drive this car, and I started doing some track days. Yeah, And with my nature of always wanting to really mm-hmm. geek out on everything that I get into, and I haven't been into many things, but, the uh, you know, getting into motorsport, I thought, right, someone show me what do I need to do? And I didn't feel safe in the car, but wanted to really enjoy it. Um, that that first uh, experience in, a, in, I guess, a, a proper car on a track was um, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. then, of course my addictive personality and and uh, my habits of going down these rabbit holes <laughs> never to be found again, <laughs> I, uh, I ended up 2019 uh, being part of uh, the Jam Motorsport team out of Adelaide, which run a mm-hmm. prototype series. Um, mm-hmm. So that was my introduction to motorsport. Late 2018, mm-hmm. I did one round in uh, Phillip Island, mm-hmm. a client of ours from our uh, real estate world client that we looked after. Showed me this video because he knew how much I was into going down to the track. He showed me this video, and I thought, "What is that?" You know, yeah. these guys going, ew, ew. yeah. So I got to be a part of that. So he introduced me to Aaron Steer from Jam Motorsport, and um, yeah, the rest was history. I did one round at Phillip Island, did well, and um, at the end of that year, we ordered a new Wolf Tornado to compete the 2019 series. Mm -hmm. And we did really well in the series and set some significant times at different tracks around the country. And then I was hooked. Unfortunately, then what happened was 2020 COVID hit. I'm completely full of um, just the bug of just racing now. It's well Mm -hmm. in there. I um, I was also very close with K-Tech and Brendan from K-Tech, and Mm -hmm. they they suggested to us, why don't you come into a – an Albany sprint, like a Tiger event, yes. And we didn't really have the right car for it, so we we did take a a high performance car, but not the right car to be rallying in. Yeah, which was a GT2 RS that we that we have, and so we went there. And I still remember the exact moment I got hooked on rallying, um, mm-hmm. which was at that event, standing on top of the hill, watching another competitor from our team from the K Tech crew. Uh, and I remember watching him coming through and losing control of the car and then recovering the car right towards the finish line <laughs> and uh, Those from w a will know exactly which corner this is because it was right at the right before the finish and uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, another competitor wasn't as lucky, and we did quite a few incidents on this corner. But anyway, I remember our teammate recovering the car and getting through the finish line unscathed, and I just remember going, "Yeah!" <laughs> and it, um, it, it was freezing. We were on top of this hill. It was just, and I just remember thinking, "Wow!" Like that's the moment I, I got hooked on uh, on rallying. Uh, and then, of course, from there, we we did secure the correct car um, to compete in, which was Targa West was coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we managed to secure an old um, GD399 model, 996 GD3. Yeah. Which, of course, we were very, very fortunate that um, Alistair McRae came on board to to assist us in preparing to do that event. Uh-huh. And um, we were involved with uh, with sponsoring Max at the time. And uh, Alistair put his hand up to, to give us a, a hand in getting ready because I you know, remember at this stage, I've got no idea. <laughs> no idea, but I have a bit more of an idea now. But back then, Alistair was really in the deep and trying to teach me how to drive. Yeah. Um, so he got us ready. And then the one of those things that it's just um, meant to be, Glenn Alcorn ends yes. up being my navigator for this event. Now, Glenn Alcorn, I think, also uh, a two-wheel drive state champion as well uh, yes. in his daughter, and he's now doing some incredible things in New Zealand as well so it happens that he sat in the car with me as my navigator for four days straight uh, calling the notes for us and the whole time since the moment we met he was talking about gravel 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 <laughs> um, Max at the time was having I think his first event in Queensland as well mm-hmm. so Max yeah. was like, what do you think about doing gravel so this whole thing just all came together at the end of Targa West we finished we had a very very good event we won the class mm-hmm. and then at the end of that event glenn says we've got a uh, the last round of the year at Collie is next in 4 weeks time you should come into a, a gravel rally yeah which of course you know you say <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: Why not? <laughs> Why
1: not? All right. Uh, what car are we going to get? And then we quickly tried to source the car and there was a uh, the KTEC crew again uh, making all our dreams come true, quickly put together. Uh, there was an option with a client of theirs who had an old uh, 911 SC. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, now looking back, I can't think of a worse car do in a rally. <laughs> but ultimately, we were lucky enough to secure that car and to do the event. Where Tim Mills, also part of the k family, he navigated for us, and that was it. I did that event. I was absolutely hooked on gravel. Amazing. And, um, yeah. As we prepared for the twenty twenty-two season, uh-huh. uh, that car was freshened up, and we got that ready. and And one, you know, conversation led to another, and Alistair suggested at one stage there may be this R five that a five skoda that could be becoming available and of course mm-hmm. i said well what do you think we should do <laughs> so alice is like well you know it's probably not a bad idea and uh, i'll get you ready you know we'll we'll, we'll do some yeah. work we'll get you ready to do that and and that was it so i think that that rally uh coincidentally will be two years to the event it was Collie. Um, and we're just about to finish off the the WA season at that same event. So it was only mm. uh, two years ago that we had our first ever event at at Collie in in WA. But absolutely hooked on it. So I think um, mm. from then on, you know, the opportunities to get back into into um, tarmac rallying, we we have been involved in that. There's opportunities to do some more circuit racing, but um, our we've caught the complete gravel bug and it's something that it's just there's just nothing like it
0: yeah absolutely it's a a great great sport that's for sure and the gravel part of it is is very unique in in terms of the way it the way it runs and the way you have to drive the car and all that kind of stuff and judging by the first i guess 10 or so minutes of this podcast it's just nutted down to me again that you don't do anything by halves and you're doing the state championship and you're also doing the australian championship the WA Championship we'll get on to in a little bit, but the National Series has been a bit of a mixed bag for you this year. It started really well in the first couple of events. Then it's probably gone downhill a little bit, if I have to admit. But firstly, how are those, those couple of starting events? Firstly, the Forest Rally, which came up second on this year's calendar. It was the second time that you did the Forest Rally, which would have made it a lot more comfortable for you to get back onto some stages that you knew and to be in your home state, which is – Uh, clearly a huge benefit
1: yeah forest rally um yeah we we started off really really slow i think the biggest thing that i found with the challenges around rallying that you are so much in the deep end and Mm. so much can go wrong so much does go wrong but then you have these glimpses of moments and then that draws you back in and so Mm. we um we we had a really good prep for forest rally and unfortunately we had a, a, a semi-roll in the shakedown. Um, you know, I was completely offline. At, we were having a really good shakedown. Feeling in the car was good. We um we were in the car with Damo and, yeah, just I went a bit too wide in this and it just caught the ruts and it just put the car on its side. We quickly went back out again and did, I think, two or three more laps. I think just two two more laps. Match the fastest time we'd done that day. And we thought, job done. I fixed, you know, whatever may have been damaged between my ears, I th- I felt was fixed. Yeah. But, um, but clearly it hadn't been because we got out on Friday to the special stage and the first corner tied and three left, I think, or three right, I can't remember. And the back end just went straight into this tire thing. And from there it was just like it broke my mind. So. Uh-huh we had a really slow start on saturday and it just it was a rally for us that we just kept building and building and building which is probably rightly so and then sunday sunday was a good good day for us so i think um for us it's it's rallying at at the level that i am at is so much between the years mm-hmm. uh and it can really, really, you know, your confidence dictates really how well you're driving the car. And with these cars, you really have to you have to drive them. Yes, yep. you know, absolutely remarkable uh, machines, but unless you're really on it and you're really leaning on it, the car mm. just it feels broken.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. They've got to be pushed to the limit to be able to get the most out of them. And if you don't drive them like that, then they can be very hard to handle by reports, yeah.
1: Exactly. So um i think from there we we ended up having a really good sunday um we won the the, the state round for that one mm-hmm. and then i think on sunday in fact we were fourth outright for for sunday mm-hmm. uh, but again you know you're going into the next rally after that we had tassie tassie was was okay for us again we found this year what we found was that we you know we we start at a rhythm and then we finish at you know, two two seconds a k faster by the end of Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's one of those things, like you were saying, we started we started the year well, and then uh, you know we had Queensland. Queensland has had its ups and downs. We had mm-hmm. a good uh, a good start, for example, but then we had a, an incident on the first stage where we unfortunately were on the wrong side of a bump where we should have been uh, going through it on the left. We we're on the right. The car. Mm-hmm. Um, buckled up more than than it should have if it had been on the left and it landed on its nose. So then that caused a, a radiator mm-hmm. hose issue and it got us out for that morning. But um, mm-hmm. and then again we uh, you get between your ears and you have to start
0: rebuilding again. One thing I guess leads to another. And the state championships going well. And this weekend is the last round of the the West Australian State Championship. Like you said, the Forest Rally you won the state round there and that was part of a run of three straight to start the year um, in the West Australian state title. What What are your plans for the weekend? You don't need too many points to clinch a state title. I believe it's 14 or something like that to put it beyond <laughs> doubt, but I'm sure in your head there's there's a few things going on about how you're going to attack the weekend. I just want to know a bit more about that and see what, well, what you're planning. I have
1: a very big problem and the problem is that um, you're right. I think we need a a handful, you know, 14 points, a top 13 wins yep. us the championship. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that Damo missed a round. Damo right. missed a round, so uh, Navigator. So he needs to win as far as I know. So mm-hmm. I think it's um, not that I need any excuse to go as fast as I can, but that certainly <laughs> is a very, very good one. Yeah. Um, that You know, there's. yeah, I think we'll, we'll be – We'll be having a, a proper go and we'll, I don't think there's any other way but to, to go as fast as we can. Mm. It's really difficult to say, right, you know, you only need 14 points and uh, so ultimately to win the championship and have not both of us win it wouldn't sit as well with me. So I think yeah, uh, it's all black, 17, all in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And like we just said, if you drive those cars trying to get 13th overall, you're not – you might – put it off the road, you, you know, Probably. it's, it's completely light. different. Yeah. yeah. Now, alongside the Skoda that you're driving, and you obviously love the Skoda, that's why you chose it over driving the Hyundai this year. Whereabouts is that Hyundai? Is it in Western Australia? And are you, is it ready to, to drive at some point?
1: Yeah. So we were lucky enough that the Hyundai was mechanically okay. Uh-huh. Uh, aesthetically didn't look very good, as you know. Um, yeah. But... We Yeah, we were able to do some testing in it earlier this year and then finally um, found a place that would repair the car. But unfortunately, yeah, that, that car is 12 months overdue its repair that it should have had. Um, mm. But it looks like now the car should be ready. We were hoping to have it ready for this rally. Um, but it may be it may be ready for the end of the year, so we're we're hoping to uh, to have that ready. There's a lot of parts that are getting reaped. so that cars ultimately uh, not only is it being repaired, but it is also being rebuilt. So mm. we should have two very good fresh cars.
0: Yeah what what are the differences in the two cars when you drive them? The Skoda is, um, by what I understand, a much better car than what the Hyundai is, particularly as it was so early in what Hyundai were doing. In the
1: R5 space. Does that sort of ring true with you? I think the the feeling is until we have them back to back on the same stage, it mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to and and I guess we'd love, you know, we, we will eventually do that if we have the opportunity to put them back to back. My my feeling is if I had to do like a a short circuit types, you know, special stage, mm-hmm. something like that. I feel that the Hyundai is probably better suited to that. It does feel like it's a car that I can hold and have on its toes a lot better than I can with the Skoda. It's a car that seems to to react a lot faster. It also has a different um, anti-lag system, which to me, the car feels like it's a lot angrier. It's probably the the word to describe it. But I don't know if it's just the anti-lag system that's different or I'm not too sure. So Mm -hmm. I think ultimately it's like that, you know, your mum's favourite dish, right? The that she cooks for you, the the, yeah. the one that she's cooked for you that day is the best she's ever done. So from <laughs> behind the wheel of the Skoda, it's like this is the best. And when yeah. you get the chance, when I've been behind the Hyundai, that feels like it's the best.
0: Yeah, totally. And because you've spent a lot more time in the Skoda, you would clearly understand that a lot better than what you would the Hyundai. And you're able to drive it faster than than what you might be able to with the Hyundai.
1: Yeah, we're very comfortable economically with with obviously being in that car. But I think also as our development continues to grow, uh, we're, we're probably also now in a position where uh, we've not been in the Hyundai. Sorry, yeah, in the Hyundai, we've not been in for say eight months. Okay. Yeah. So by the time we jump back in that car, I'm hoping over the next say four weeks. I think I'll also be at a different point where I, I may be able to identify different things about the car.
0: Mm, yeah, sure. And is the plan to drive those both next year, by the sounds of what you're saying, it is yeah, to drive I, those
1: both next year? Ultimately, uh, you do need it, – it's one of those things where um, I'm hoping that my incident ratios start to disappear, but it is rallying and I'm always out there having a go. So it's, uh, it's yeah. a tricky thing uh, to – to go out with that plan of, of not crashing, which unfortunately is just one of those things where if it's supposed to happen, it will happen. And it doesn't happen often. Um, But ultimately I feel that to remain competitive, you have to, you know, if, if you have an issue, uh, as we've seen with some of the other competitors Mm -hmm. this year, it, it can put you out of a championship because there's no, available car to uh or or spare parts to get that car repaired in time so Mm -hmm. i think ultimately having two good cars and and both working uh will give us the flexibility to maybe do a little bit more driving a little bit more testing and maybe have a car on the east coast and have a car here in wa is probably the the ideal scenario specific you know keeping in mind logistics and transport and everything else
0: yeah sure so you want to still do the Australian Championship? You're just learning the event slowly, slowly. Yeah, you're think, still going um, to do it next year.
1: Oh, I would like the opportunity to do that. We've not planned past. Obviously, the the main thing for us is to get through this weekend. I can't believe it's this 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 is the week, right? <laughs> um, so yeah. ultimately, we just all all our uh, thoughts and focus and energies into this weekend. Mm-hmm. Once we get to the end of that rally, then, of course, we'll immediately, the only one of those things with rallying, it's such a high and it's such a low, and the only way to deal with the come down is to start planning the next rally. So, I think as soon as we cross that finish line, we'll start planning the next rally. um, And ultimately, we would love the opportunity to keep growing and keep developing and and Mm -hmm. maybe look at what we do for next year.
0: Yeah. So if you go well this weekend, is is Canberra the next rally, the last round of the, the National Series for sure?
1: I think what we saw this um, this last weekend is uh, you cannot afford to miss a rally if you want yeah. to stay competitive and you have to have the right team with you and you have to have the right navigator, partner, co-driver with you and mm-hmm. you both have to put in the same amount of work and, it's incredible to and exciting to be a part of how much growth has happened this year with, mm-hmm. the, uh, with the drivers that have come in and the performance that they produced and they continue to produce and improve. It's so exciting to be a part of that. So when we talk about you know a rally like Canberra and not doing that rally, that rally it's almost like, well, if you're planning to, to do the ARC next year, you have to be at that rally. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. you are already in the back foot for next year, uh, and I think ultimately now it's uh, you really have to be doing as many rallies as you can, and you know mm-hmm. improving the level of notes that we had this last weekend. We actually had a really good rally in Adelaide, mm-hmm. but the notes where we're where we've gotten to with our notes now need improvement to get to the next stage with regards mm-hmm. to how much faster we're going. Now it's a very very different. Uh, approach that we need to start working on for next year so yeah mm-hmm. we um obviously i um i want to get through this weekend and then of course give you all the answers to what's going to happen next but it's almost like um i'm so uh focused on one task at a time that i almost i've not given thought to anything mm-hmm. other than um 6 p.m saturday evening
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Canberra is an event that you haven't done before either. So like yeah, you say, you've on. got to be up to speed. And with the guys like Harry and Lewis and Eddie Maguire, Luke and E is getting much faster. If you're going to stay up with those guys, you've got to yeah, keep doing those events. And Canberra is such a tough event, as I'm sure you would have heard, that you've got to be able to do it and get experience on it.
1: Absolutely. And it's also a endurance round as well, as, I think, mm-hmm. uh, yep, which that's is also right. something that we – uh, we only had one this year mm-hmm. uh, it'll be it'll be good to be able to you know get into another year but like you said everyone's just improving so much that like, you cannot afford to not do a rally anymore mm-hmm. uh, if you really want to stay within the group now staying within the group now which is the exciting part is you could be top 10 and there's five seconds to first six seconds to first like within but yeah. it's remarkable i think one of the stages on the on in Adelaide, we were eight and we were 2.4 seconds to first. And it is cool, you know. So seen also as a competitor spectator. Because mm. <laughs> you oh. know, you're competing in there, but you're also spectating other uh, battles that are going on. And it's so cool. I, I think um it's such a unique sport and uh, to see how close it's gotten in in the yeah, in the championship is just really, really cool to be a part of it and witness
0: fantastic. Thanks Daniel for your time on this this part of the podcast. I want to wish you the best of luck for the weekend at, at the last round of the West Australian Championship and I hope for your sake that it, it goes as as according to plan.
1: Thanks, man, I appreciate it and I uh, look forward to catching up with you after the the uh, the weekend. Cheers.